0: Good evening and thank you for joining us. This afternoon we have a special lady sharing the mic with us. She is not just a comedian. She's not just a professional. She has a very special gift and information she's going to share with us. Um, but you can also catch her on the stage as well. Welcome to the mic with us, Ms. Mayrov Zur.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm just happy I got the name right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Totally fine. (laughs) All right. Well, again, yes. Thank you for joining us. And we know it's been a wait for you and for us to have this opportunity um, for you to get with us. So can you please tell us about your personal story, how you're sharing it with the audience?
1: Um, sure. So my personal story started out, um, this particular one started out completely secret and no one knew about it. <laughs> and so I wasn't talking about it with anybody. Um, professionally, like you said, I, I'm, I'm in uh, entertainment. I'm a performer, actor, producer, writer, director. I've been doing that for almost 20 years. Um, and many of those years, personally, in parallel to what I was doing on stage and everything, I was going through um, infertility and secondary infertility. Um, and I wasn't talking about it with anyone. Um, and I made my husband not tell anyone either. <laughs> we were just keeping it to ourselves, because it was just, um, you know, this whole, you know, infertility is basically like, you know, the, the inability to, to procreate and have kids, but it's so much more to that. And it's so loaded and so all consuming um, and it has so many emotions attached to it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to talk about it with anybody. I didn't, you know, I didn't want anyone to know or feel sorry for me or try to, you know, I don't know, um, get involved in, in any way. I didn't want to seem like this freak of nature that I already felt like I was. And so I just, you know, and many other reasons, I guess, I just kept quiet. Um, and every time my husband did try to, you know, say, maybe you should try to talk to someone about it. And I, and I really wouldn't. And I guess I just, again, wasn't ready for that. And I didn't think it was anything I, I could do. Um, and, and then a few years ago, uh, my husband and I experienced, um, yet another miscarriage. Um, and this one was very, it was even more, um, it was, it was a bigger thing. And, and for some reason after that one, I said, okay, maybe this time I can talk about it maybe with some friends, but I didn't really know how. Um, so once I kind of made that decision, it was just like, okay, now what do I do with it? Because I, I didn't want to just like talk about it with someone and, and just go into this really serious and sad and loaded topic and just kind of, you know, all through it. So um, I kind of said, okay, I'll tell my friends, but I'm going to get a group of like my closest friends and tell them all at once. And how will I do it? I'll do it through comedy because humor and comedy are, were always my go-to. I always lean toward that professionally. I always love to kind of make me pull off and like social settings. So that was kind of, a way that kind of made me see that it was possible to kind of explore talking about that. So I literally created a group text on my phone and invited my friends over said, Hey, on this and this night, come on over to my house for some hormones and cookies. I don't even know what, what I called it, something like that. And they said, okay, you know, they knew me and they're like, Oh, what she's up to? Let's let's go. And they, and they entertained that. And they came and um, that night I just sat in front of them and, Shared with them what I was going through for the past few years. Um, but I didn't do it just telling it to them like I am right now. I, I told it through like silly songs and funny characters and weird props and like all that. And, and then that's, that was it. And when I was done, I was like, okay, got it out. They now know everything now we can go about our days to normal and we don't have to talk about it ever again. I literally went to the door, opened the door and thought they would shuffle out, but mm-hmm. they didn't. They stayed for a very long time after they were talking and it, it kind of started bring up their similar experiences. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Like we're here, a group of you know, supposed close friends and none of us really knew all the details about the other in the things that we were talking about. And I was like, what is this thing that is happening, you know, among women that were, it's just apparently common, but no one's really talking about it. Like, why is that? And that really got me interested to explore more. And also my friends were like, listen, you got to make this as one of your like real shows you got to turn it into a real show i was like no one's gonna no one's gonna come see you know the strange person talk about her vagina on stage and (laughs) people laughing at this thing that's not funny no one's gonna come to that and um Mm. but i said you know but maybe there's something there and i just i i set out to do this thing and i worked on it for about a year um and i was fortunate to work on it with with a couple extra theater professionals to kind of make it a real show and, and I premiered it. And I was sure that I was premiering a one night only, event. I was sure it wasn't going to, you know, pan out to anything after that, because again, who would come see? But um, just after that show, which was full of strangers that didn't know me, Um, they came up to me after and they were like saying things like, Oh my God, that's my story. Thank you. Or, Oh my God, my daughter's going through this and I never really knew what she's going through or Mm -hmm. wow. That's just what I heard, you know, so-and-so, but I never really knew what that was. I never knew what those words were. I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. so that really got me from that point on this sort of like mission to have this show seen by as many people as possible, because it was really like a, a thing about, you know, awareness and it, started from there. I performed it in, you know, many different places, internationally, different kinds of venues. Um, And it's just been, you know, that's kind of like my goal now is to have more people see it because it gets people thinking and talking and, 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 and feeling, uh, you know, kind of um, valued or, or, you know, validated in a way maybe and it's it's very it's kind of like this weird therapy session for, for a lot of people it's like mm-hmm. you know it's done a lot of things and and I've also through the show had the privilege to meet many many more people and hear many many more stories similar to mine not similar to mine it's just it it blows my mind each time you know this, this thing that's affecting so many people and it has you know no, no discrimination. It doesn't matter what age people are, what background they are, what race, religion, where they're living in the world. It doesn't matter. Like these, you know, so many people are going through this and shouldn't be, you know, feeling ashamed or keeping it a secret or anything. And so, yeah.
2: Wow. I was going to say it's amazing how you took your own struggle and made it to where it was educational and help made other people feel like they weren't by themselves or alone during their own struggle and some people were probably close to their breaking point and went to your show and completely got their lives changed for the better
1: yeah uh i i i know of some that you know through people that i sort of knew or or people in the audience that actually came and told me and it's just it it blows my mind you know if i'm performing in front of an audience. And even if it does something like that or just makes even one person like think differently, I, I feel like I've, you know, done my job. Like it's, you know, it's not easy to essentially retell all my, you know, the story and and bring up all my emotions again and again, it's very draining, but Mm -hmm. it just, it's, it just re-energizes me again each time when I know that it's been helpful in some way
2: for someone. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, in what ways have some of your shows grown beyond the stage to where you have become a voice and advocate for couples, especially women dealing with um, infertility?
1: Um, I have, because of the show, I've just, like I said, I've gotten to meet so many people um, that, you know, I've had the opportunity of, of speaking at, you know, special fundraisers for causes that are uh, related to infertility, um, you know, special events like, uh, you know, expos that they had, <laughs> these things that were never available when I was like, I didn't even know these things existed. But now, you know, they're a bit more available now, uh, you know, all these um, kind of scenarios that I never, never thought even existed or never would have pictured myself being part of. Um, and so, you know, just, just that makes me feel like, wow, you know, I've kind of done something to help someone that's like, you know, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, make people laugh and having them feel entertained and letting them like escape for a couple hours, which to me is also a huge thing, but having that go beyond, you know, that time in the, in the show, like the next day or the week after or whatever, it's it's way more than I would have expected. And it's fabulous.
0: Wow. Well, let me ask you this. Um, How has your, how have you been able to integrate uh, improv into your performance performances? And can you give our listeners and those that are watching, can you give them just, a taste of what they can expect whenever they they see?
1: Um, sure. Well, to answer your first question, so improvisation, which is kind of like at the moment unscripted uh, theater form uh, within theater, which I love. Um, so because I love it, I had to integrate it into the show when I created a show and also for me makes it feel like new each time. And it kind of keeps me on my toes and gets the audience involved and that's what I do I have uh, a few parts during the show where I'm actually involving the audience in different ways um so it's a it's great fun because you know it I, I'm not putting anyone on the spot but those who you, you know you want or those who are participating it's just it's great fun so I have a few sections where um I can't really explain it now because you kind of have to see the show but it's it's part of they're essentially part of the show in, in these uh, parts and it's great. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, and the other part, what was the other question now? I
0: almost forgot. If you could give those that are listening and oh uh, uh, yeah, a, a, bit, a bit of the show.
1: Well, first of all, um, so listeners should know that um, they can kind of find me on social media and, and everything they could see uh, clips from the, from pre-recorded uh, performances They could see clips from there to see exactly what it is. Um, But I mean, what part can I do? I can I can do like a little segment. (sighs) So, um, is it appropriate? Can I do? Because I think I know what you're going
0: to do. But go ahead. (laughs) Is this where you're getting uh, the exam? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. there's,
1: that. there's that, there's this whole bit about the gynecologist, which, um, you know, I'm sure many women can relate to, even if they haven't gone through infertility, because that's what we do as women. We have to go get our little lady bits checked every now and then. Okay. Um, so there's that, um, I just don't know, you know, what would be, just I guess, maybe, yeah, you're, I guess you're that, free to go for it. Go yeah. For it. So, so there's this, thing when we go to the gynecologist, okay, and this, and I talk about this, this is part of the show. So you're sitting there, okay, at the gynecologist with your legs up, breezy, and someone else is there checking your insides live. And that would be okay. But then they talk to you, about everyday stuff, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, weird. I mean, like for men, okay. Like I try to explain this to men. It's kind of like if you having an erectile exam, but from the front and the doctor has direct eye contact with you the whole time. And he talks to you about everyday stuff, like sports and work and stuff as if your big exposed butthole is in between you two. And then there's that little sheet. I mean, what is that little sheet for? I mean, come on you know that they're looking at your hoo-ha. They know, you know, they're looking at your hoo-ha. Is that sheet really necessary? I mean, okay, I guess if someone should happen to walk in and there's always someone who happens to walk in, sometimes a whole parade of interns. (laughs) And at that point I go on and say that I have this whole song that I created to distract myself from these very natural yet uncomfortable situations. Um, which is a little song that I created about going to the gyno and they can listen to that also online, but yeah.
0: (laughs) And that's just so true. We can all relate to that. And even down to the men as well, but yeah, like you say, there's always someone that it it used to be a time where it was just you and a doctor. And then they brought in a nurse that has to also sit there and look at you. And then if you happen yeah. to look at that nurse and that nurse is like, you know, making faces, it was like first thing you say, well, what's wrong, you know? Right. You know, I just, you know, yeah. And then you have yeah. to make sure that. Oh God. Uh, well, you have to, to make do, sure everything. <laughs> I know. You yeah, make I know what sure you're going to say. That you shaved and yeah, everything the is dirty and, and clean. Yeah. And yeah,
1: the grooming. Yeah, and you're. Yeah. I once had a conversation with, uh, with a gynecologist about this <laughs> and I said, cause I had to, um, I mean, this was after the show and I felt more brave to talk about these things. Um, but I, you know, and, and, and the doctor was like, you know, women are just like going through. So much before they get to me. Like they are literally, you know, going through like this whole beauty regimen before they come and they don't need to. I don't care. I'm just there to look at their, you know, inside. I don't care what lotions they used and what patterns they're, you know, they shave their, you know, like (laughs) it's it's true.
0: You sit there and all of a sudden you're like, you have a a heat flash. And he was like, I know, I've even taken the paper and just, fan, you know, and you're just trying to cool your body down because <laughs> it's totally.
1: I'm not the only
0: one. I can't be the only one. I mean... Well,
2: I had a friend that um, he thought she was using perfume to spray down there, but when she got to the doctor, he's like, you know, you have the prettiest one I've ever seen. She's like, what? What happened? He's like, you have glitter bombed
1: yourself. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I've heard something like that too, and it's just—I'm sure, I'm oh sure they goodness. see the craziest things. I'm sure, but it's just like, yeah. you know, it's just such a weird—it's a weird situation. It's not, you know, like it's a weird situation. We got to yeah. admit that. I think they should make it like a little bit more fun. I think, like, instead of having, you know, the little sheet there, they should have like two, and it should just like open up like a little, you know, like <laughs> curtains, like <laughs> for a show, and then you have the lights. <laughs> <laughs> and then you start the music, and then you're ready.
0: <laughs> you know, and then It's, it's almost that,
2: like going on a date with yeah. a complete stranger.
0: Yeah. And if you've had this
2: after for years, it's still weird. It's like going on a first date, like, I have to prepare myself. It's weird. Oh, it's,
0: it's very weird.
1: weird. It's, and, it's, yeah. very it's
0: very strange. And then strange. you can never look at that doctor the same, because he's yeah. like, oh, you know what my JJ looks like yes I'm like
1: oh, and I and yeah. I actually know uh, I have friends who are kind of friends with their OBGNs no. and I'm like how how no. like how no. how no. can you like hang out
0: no. <laughs> I no. don't know no.
1: but I'm sure they feel the same way you know like they they go into a party and introduce themselves it's like oh, okay they already you know like
0: yeah like you don't shake my hands you know you just
1: <laughs> yes it's good to see you too <laughs> yeah it's kind of like you know because it's kind of like a dentist but from the different a different angle
0: <laughs> same, same was, issue that's yeah, true <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> the lady yeah his teeth is jacked <laughs> up yeah that's all they're gonna say
2: <laughs> oh gosh so what has yeah. been your most unexpected surprise about doing all of this and your creativity coming together? What has been like the most joyous part of it?
1: Um, I think all of it. I think all of it. The fact that it was just, you know, this thing that I really didn't think was going to go beyond that one night. Really. I didn't, I just thought I was finally like taking a load off. You know, I just thought it was just that and I'd be done and I didn't have to ever talk about it again. I didn't think that it could ever be, you know something, and then, like, and then, when that first show happened, which I really thought was going to be the first and last, I really thought that was it, like that you know that's mm-hmm. it, like, okay, cool, now I got to do it on stage, I got to prove to myself that I could do it was my first solo show, too, which mm-hmm. professionally was also kind of a cool thing for me to prove to myself that I was able to do, and so you know that was in of itself a wonderful night, and I thought it was also just you know that one thing, and then you know, it just went on beyond what I ever expected. And the fact that it just keeps like touching people in a certain way and making them mm-hmm. think and making them feel, you know, like you said, less alone, um, mm-hmm. more educated, edutained even, Ooh. you know, like it's just, it's the coolest thing. It's just, um, I, I feel so, you know, like privileged that I could have that you know honor to to bring that to someone like it's mm-hmm. just like you never I, I never expected it so all of it all of it like I just you know I just want to keep doing it to make sure that everybody is entertained
0: and educated
1: and, <laughs> and, and validated and and you know goes through the therapy and everything so yeah
0: mm, that's great It that is great this has been fun this you know <laughs> it's you know, all, we all have to laugh at ourselves, you know, at different yeah. circumstances under different situations is, you know, it's just who we are. You know, we can't help our makeup Yeah. as far as our internal makeup. We can't help, help that at all. It's out of our hands, yeah. but being able, like you say, to sometimes laugh at yourself, but you have been able to find your, your purpose in all of this and to be able to share and to make it a relaxation or a motivational experience for everyone and yourself. And you're still healing.
1: Yeah, it's no, for me. Process. I think it's also that it's been therapy for me, also in a mm-hmm. way. It's like I kept it, I guess, to myself for so long that I needed to kind of vent it yeah. out each time. Yes. And each time I, you know, it's it, it's just like any show. Each time you see something a bit differently, you do something a bit differently, you learn something a bit different. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. great. And the and the comedy itself. I mean, comedy is like you know, it's very easy to think of it as a form of entertainment. We'd like to laugh, but it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, the art of it is just it's there to kind of reflect real life. It's there for healing. It's there. It it also has its purpose. And I think because like, there's this thing that I, that kind of clicked for me because like, you know, with, especially with infertility, people that are in it can't really explain it and people that are outside of it can't really understand it. Mm -hmm. So the comedy kind of bridges that gap and it really helps it make it accessible for those who are trying to heal from it for those mm-hmm. who are trying to understand it mm-hmm. and it's just um it's it's a really good way to, to break the ice and make it something like okay i can i can actually deal with this and understand it and and get it you know so
0: okay good so we've just added a new script for you vanessa's talked about the glitter so you-
1: yes oh yeah I, I'm. got the, holy, I gotta incorporate grail, the that. holy
0: grail experience is what we would call it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely that's hilarious
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's been wonderful having you and it's been an honor and a pleasure having you with us today
1: thank you so much it's been my honor to be here thank you thank you Thank
2: you. And to those of you who are watching and listening, please don't forget to follow us on our social media. And please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button as we don't want you to miss out on our great guests and our great topics. And we want to thank you all for tuning in.